Hello, Seamus. Can you hear me? Damien. How are you keeping? Good morning. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You're very welcome along to Good Morning, Roscommon. Um, it's great to have you on again, Seamus has been on with us a number of times before. Um, just a bit of a background, Seamus is a community development worker and has been working in the sector for, for years. Um, how are you keeping, Seamus? I'm good now, Damien. Thank you, and thank you for having me on your show. No problem, no problem. Uh, I suppose um, I've been... Uh, mainly the show today has been around, I suppose... Uh, Parts of it is their own propaganda and the media, and also, um, you know, the power influences that uh, would say the media have, and also a narrative they can create, and that general stuff, the general political stuff that I'd be um, banging on about half the time. I don't know if anyone does be listening or not, but sure, uh, I'd keep banging on about it. But um, so, uh, what was your take on? Uh, um, the whole fiasco with Ryan Tuberty over the last week or so. Uh, well, fiasco is a good word for it, all right, yeah. Um, uh, I think that it was uh, an awful carry-on, really, um, and a disgrace for our country and for our national broadcaster. Um, um, but So I, I think there's a lot of... It, it, it seems like there's a lot of people... Uh, you know, feathering their own nest or looking out for themselves all the time and uh, at the expense of the taxpayer. Um, but I suppose we have to be careful not to, uh, you know, to remember that people are innocent and proven guilty and um, that due process has to be carried out. And I think it's also important not to have a knee-jerk reaction. I know some people are calling for uh, you know, things like RTE to be broken up or RTE to be disbanded or something like that, you know, but I think that uh, these things need to be thought out properly and not just reacted to because of a sensational story in the media. Um, but it is pretty shocking, really, Like, and I suppose uh, it kind of reminds you of the, um, the carry-on, like with Anglo-Irish Bank back in the 2008 and with politicians like P. Flynn and people like that, you know, that uh, greasy culture. I think would be a, a a good word for it, in my opinion anyway, is that it seems to be driven by greed, you know. Um, I mean, I, I don't know... I, I don't know anybody, I can't even imagine anybody that would need 10,000 euros a week to live on. Mm. Um, uh, like, that's what that's what half a million a year is works out as is 10,000 euros a week now I know you have tax to pay on that but even if you lost half of it in tax it's still an awful lot of money to spend in a week like mm. I mean I'd have no problem spending 5,000 in one week but every week <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of Tesco shopping or a lot of petrol in the car so you just wonder is this is it got to do with ego or greed or what is this you know um, so I suppose that's a uh, that's something that that would be my reaction to it, Damien. Right, that's a wider a wider question. Um, yeah, I suppose something you mentioned there that's very interesting uh, is that it would say, for example, if um, and something that's crossed my mind, if RTE was broken up, um, therefore you would have no, um, you wouldn't have a state a state um, broadcaster. 
that wouldn't be healthy either for uh, for uh, democracy, would it? Um, oh, certainly not. No, no. I mean, I think that um, like RTE uh, are, you know, it is clearly written down that it's part of their remit to be the public sector broadcaster, um, like PBS in the United States or the BBC in the UK. And I think that they do that really well. You know, I think, for example, the coverage they gave to the decade of centenary, I think that was excellent, you know. And, um, you know, they, they, they cover a lot of events. Um, and it's re, re, it's a reasonably impartial, I suppose. But they, they, they also have a remit um, for commercial TV. So this would be more like Virgin TV or ITV, um, which is basically a business that sells advertising in exchange for entertainment and um, I think that's where they have difficulty um, because one because it's a small country and there isn't that much um, and also I think it's difficult for a company to do both things at the same time um, um, so I think that um, uh, like uh, if 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 the commercial part of their operation was to be taken away, and the, like I personally would welcome that, but again, I don't think we should rush into anything. It certainly would mean more tax to be paid, whichever way it's paid. Like I think they're the figures I've seen is that uh, the commercial part of their business brings in 150 or 200 million a year. Um, so that's a fair whack at tax to be paid or, or license to be increased um, whatever way they would raise that, raise that money um, but as against that then you could offset that you wouldn't need to be paying financial controllers 200,000 a year and star presenters um, you know uh, that kind of money that the, the, these top 10 presenters are on you know I mean like don't forget it's not just Tuberty here like the they all the rest of them, Miriam O'Callaghan, Joe Duffy, all those talented celebrities, let's call them. They, they they're all on big big money. Like you know, um, I mean, it it's it's in every part of entertainment. I mean, footballers outside of the GAA are all on big money as well. Um, musicians and rock stars and pop stars, you know, they're all on big money as well too. I mean, um, what did somebody somebody talked about Lionel Messi, who's probably the greatest footballer in the world. And he's on something like seventy million a year, you know. Um, yeah. Then again, he hasn't got a lot of years to be a celebrity <laughs> in it, but uh, still, it's a whack of money. Like I is don't it, think anyone it, could really spend it. Yeah, you know? yeah, I know, I know, I know. And it goes back to the, um, you know, the nature of the system and 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 capitalism. That this is, I suppose, it's like no rent caps. You know, there's no cap on these things. I think there's something about Declan Rice there during the week as well. He's a an Irish player well he doesn't play for Ireland but he's he's been transferred or he's in the transfer list uh, that's something as well that that, that you know, gets to me sometimes that uh, that um, you know people have so much so much wealth and there's no cap on there's no state intervention um, yeah yeah um, I mean and you know it's, it's about whether something is for private gain or public good you know and Certainly, private gain is very good at motivating people, um, but the public good is also of benefit. You know, so if you look at an organisation like the GAA, um, who, who who don't um, spend an awful lot of money on their, let's call them star players, you know, but that leaves them a lot of money to spend developing local facilities at 
underage level uh, in every rural parish in the country, you know, and uh, and they do that very well, you know. Um, but you know, you don't see um, uh, big big British soccer clubs like spending that kind of money locally in the community. The, the money instead gets goes to executives, it goes to profits, it goes to shareholders. But part of that then as well is that it goes to this celebrity culture of big, big salaries for superstars, you know. Yeah. And GA has their, have their own superstars as well, but they don't get paid. <laughs> so maybe they're feeling a bit sore about that too, you know. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, I suppose um, there was a lot of entertainment at the weekend too with the GA, um, which was uh, which was which was good I suppose um, and they do put a lot of effort into it as you're saying it's a volunteer organisation it's an ideal model really for a for a community development um, uh, you know way to provide um, to um, you know to give back something to the community as you're describing there which is great um, I just wanted to speak a little bit around um so I spoke about state interventions there and uh, so like with the whole thing now that's come up with Turberty and this whole you know the idea that you're saying there about the, the national broadcaster um, and the private interest um, you know if people are very very uh, angry about this or you know can people protest or would people protest or what would be the best what advice would you would you give to people from this area at the moment? To do what? To um, I suppose to uh, to was well, if there's stuff that's happening right, that's that's not fair or not just so like the housing crisis. So how would people? I suppose is there a, is there a is there an appetite for for protest in this country? Do you think, or are we too, I don't know, docile, or does that make sense? Um, are you trying to get me to advocate that people go out on the street burning cars and buses like they did in France, did it? <laughs> <laughs> now, Damien, I'm too long around to be caught by that. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, no. I don't. I know what you mean. Um, I, I, I think. Um, I mean, the, sure. One of the most important weapons people have is is their vote. You know, and yeah. um, uh, is uh, to, to vote, vote, vote the politicians. But certainly, um, uh, if if people are concerned about about an issue in their lives, uh, the best thing to do is to talk to your networks your friends, your neighbours, your relatives, your work colleagues, and, um, you know, have, have a little um, get-together about it, call it a meeting if you want, you know, and see what people want to do, you know. Um, there's no point in organising a protest if nobody shows up to it. Um, but, but uh, you know, people might, um, might choose to act like that, but the, these actions come from the grassroots, you know, they, they, they come from people with real people with their own networks in real communities, you know, and community groups are, are a great way to, um, to to mobilize as well, you know, but uh, I think the most important thing really is just to remember that you have a vote and to use it, you know, I mean, the the, the amount of people who don't use their vote is, is, is frightening really, like, you know, um, 
So I think that we have to um, send uh, a message to politicians that uh, change in the housing crisis, for example, is certainly needed. You know, I mean, um, and th- there there are other areas um, that are of concern as well. But I think it's important to focus on um, on you know on, on a specific go- a specific objective, and I think housing is something that's very close to everybody. I don't know what um, like a, a, a lot of people, especially in rural Ireland, like you know they 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 own their own roof, um, whether it was uh, you know that they built it themselves or it was you know, they inherited it or something like that, but. Um, but everybody has got youngsters coming up who don't have a roof, and they're either staying with the parents or they're um, paying mad rent, or else they're they're in some other kind of housing difficulty. But we need a lot more houses, um, and I think there's something as well about you know coming back to that earlier idea about greed is is we. We, we need to look at, at how many how or how um, how we build houses. You know, do we really need um, these these houses with you know 300 square meters with five bathrooms and five bedrooms um, when there's only going to be one or two or three people living in them? Um, I think that that maybe making our houses a bit more modest um, might be uh, a good a good a good step forward there too you know but it's people's own choice and it's their own money so i suppose they can do what they want with it but uh for me i, I think that uh very very large houses are kind of part of this greed culture as well you know in the same way as uh, any kind of excess you know yeah but i think that yeah to answer your question i'd say number one is register to vote and use your vote and number two would be if you still feel strongly enough about it is talk to some of your mates or your friends or your family, your work colleagues, whatever network, your club maybe or something, and see is anybody interested in doing something about it yeah. and um, try and organize a little meeting or just to get together over a cup of tea in someone's house and just have a chat and see if you can um, move it along. Yeah, yeah. And there is a lot of other networks and a lot of other... Um, a lot of other... Um, uh, counties and other areas. Uh, you're involved in the community work co-op, is that right? Or what is the community nar- network? Is it? Or what? What's the national organisation, Seamus, that people, if they were listening, that they could just Google maybe and get some more information on? Uh, um, c- community work Ireland. Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, community work Ireland is a network of. Um, professional community workers um, and I suppose over the years community workers would have been just people in your local community who were you know just uh, did things for the community and organised things for the community and it just grew up organically but um, uh, in the past you know 10-20 years there has been a move towards kind of um, improving the standard of that or uh, getting some kind of qualifications for that partly because um, of safety and partly because of funding I think uh, so it kind of uh, making it professional but uh, it was done in a way that didn't kind of uh, say oh well you don't have a qualification so you can't do it anymore 
it was more in the sense of, oh, you've been doing it for years, so you know way more than we people who learned it in books, so we'll bring you into the thing. But there is now a kind of an All-Ireland standard for uh, community work and uh, a body that endorses that. And it is done on an All-Ireland basis as well, so it's a 32-county basis. Um, but uh, So Community Work Ireland are organised that, and um, I don't know really if they've got um, resources for... Uh, you know, communities that want to start. It's, it's more a kind of a, a group that is um, uh, set up for, for, for people who are who are working in the area, like so the likes of um, people who work in family resource centres or um, community development organisations um, and uh, that type, of, that type yeah. of thing, you know. Yeah. Um, well, I suppose um, there's, there's, there's a lot of... Um, so say for example if a local community wanted to set up something and they had it set, set up on an issue based I know there was something that um, happened in Tipperary there a couple of years ago and uh, there was just a small group and it ended up I think it was the water protest if, if I remember correctly it was a small group and like there's there's lots of other um, uh, wider and bigger community um Groups that are that are that are working towards similar similar outcomes, um, if that makes sense. Can you remember that was Bally Ballyhay or Bally League or? Do you remember that? Uh, yeah, there, there was protests in Ballyhay that that were um, that that was against austerity. Really, I think it was. was um, but the 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 um, uh, I I I don't know really what the, what they did was the the community came together, but you know. It, it's. Um, uh, I, I I think that they kept their protest going for many a long year, but I don't really know if they if they achieved anything, you know, um, I, other than other than showing the protest, you know. But showing the protest itself is enough to do, you know. Uh, but I, I I don't really know. I, I'm not clear what their objective or their plan was, you know. I don't really know um, a lot about that one. Yeah. Um, uh, the the the. I think the main thing is really just about people coming together, you know, with 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 a with a, um, with, a with a common purpose and something working for something in their own community. I think the thing with Ballyhay was that they were objecting to the banks and the European the what you call European Central Bank and putting austerity in Ireland. And, okay, you know so that was big, kind of a big. bit a bit. It was a bit of a big. Uh, a big mouthful to bite off, you know. Right, and, right, right. You know, right. whereas like if you're if you have a local community group that want to get like um, something local in their community, like uh, you know a bus stop or a football pitch or a playground or a walkway or a health centre or or some social housing, yeah. Um, uh, then then you know then it's relevant, like and it's it, it's achievable. And uh, you know if you're united about it, you, yeah. you can put pressure on authority. But it, these things don't happen slow. They don't happen quickly. Damien, as I well, know, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. All right, Seamus. Um, thanks very much for coming on today. Um, Thank you. You're welcome.